Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of season 2 of the Toward Light podcast. In the last episode, I was talking about some tools we can use when living in a greed-run capitalist culture. This week, I want to look at a symptom of capitalism, this grind culture, and specifically the sense of overwhelm, and how we can see that through a Buddhist lens. Full disclosure, this episode is really for myself. I'm dealing with overwhelm, with trying to settle into a new apartment in a different country, in a newer marriage, And I needed to remind myself what's been helping, what hasn't, and what practices I may be forgetting. When I talk about overwhelm, what do I mean? I'm talking about a three-part process. The first part is the actual tasks that are happening. The second is the mental strife around those tasks. And the third is the physical exhaustion that comes from both of those things. While I'm going to talk about them, the tasks, the mental piece, and the physical piece, we often need to take care of them in the opposite order. We often need to take care of our body first before we can deal with the mind or the actual tasks. So piece by piece. First, the tasks that are in front of us. Yes, there are actual things that need to be done. And we need to challenge that. We need to look at, does this really have to happen? Why is this important? Why is this getting prioritized? So interesting to me, often before I travel or go on retreat, I'll have a list of things that quote unquote need to be done. And as the time winds down and my opportunity to complete the tasks, lessons, I take things off that list. Do you do that? Do you notice that when time is short, you can prioritize or you can eliminate some tasks? If they are erasable in that moment, then why are they on the list? We need to question the tasks on our list. We need to question how much of that is coming from our true desire, how much of it is this productivity culture, this grind culture that we're a part of. And in our heart of hearts, is that how we want to be living? Is that the value, productivity? Is that what we want to be driving us? Yes, again, there are things that need to be done. I'm living in a mostly empty apartment, so things need to be bought, things need to be organized, things need to be fixed. Yes, those things need to happen, but the urgency and the priority, there are questions around that, right? It's important for us to question and be curious. Why is this on my list? Why am I saying it's a must do or a need to? How can I envision this list differently? The second piece is the thoughts we have around these tasks. So even labeling it as overwhelm is a problem. 
Because when we have the thought, I am overwhelmed, we are coloring our experience. This is a form of delusion because actually we aren't literally overwhelmed, right? We feel like we are, but we're still functioning. We're still breathing. Our system is still working. We're still doing things. So we're taking a series of sensations and thoughts and activities and we're giving them this label. And that can make things difficult to see. The Buddha used different analogies for the hindrances, and one of the hindrances is doubt, which is a form of delusion. And the analogy he uses, if it's a bowl of water, that it's muddy water, you can't see through it. So when we label our experience as overwhelm, we can't see through that. We then murk up our whole experience with this idea that we're overwhelmed. So we need to pick apart the actual things, the tasks, the thoughts, the sensations in the body. We can use the third foundation of mindfulness to look at our mind, to notice what mind states are present and absent. Is greed present? Is delusion present? Is aversion present? Or is it absent? Sometimes when we have this idea of overwhelm, it can color everything or take over the entirety of the experience. So when we pick things apart and notice, oh, actually in this moment, the poisons aren't present. Actually, there's some peace in this moment. We can start to poke holes through or clear out the water of murkiness that's happening. It can also really help with these thoughts around overwhelm, is to externalize them, to talk to somebody, to write them out, to get really clear about how much is true and how much is delusion. When we get lost in the must-do or the have-tos, we can see that those extremes are often not true. And when we take time, which can feel hard, right? Like, so we're, we're in the middle of doing a bunch of tasks and we can feel all caught up in that. But if we can give ourselves the grace of a little bit of space to piece apart what's going on, we can often find that what we thought, quote unquote, had to happen doesn't need to, or the way that we're thinking about it can change. There can be some more space around it. We don't need to push as hard as we have been pushing. And something else that can play into this mental piece is the path factor of wise effort. With wise effort, we're trying to have a balanced effort of not striving too hard, but not being too lax. So we can notice often when I have this sensation of overwhelm, I notice I've been striving too hard. I've been pushing too hard and often like pushing in the wrong direction, not truly getting things done or spinning my wheels in some way. So finding a balanced effort can help us to have some peace in our mind. The third aspect of this is the physical exhaustion that can come along with doing a lot of tasks and having a lot of thoughts about them. This is the hindrance of torpor. We can't practice meditation when we're super sleepy, when our body is really slow. We can't bring mindfulness if our system isn't able to process things clearly. 
some of the traditional antidotes when torpor comes up when we're meditating is to change posture. So for sitting to stand up, for standing to walk, to move our bodies some, whether it's walking meditation or some exercise, and bring in some light. Be in the sunshine, turn on a light, open the eyes. But often we just need to rest. So hard for us to do that because often the thinking tells us we can't rest because we have so much to do. When in fact, we're not getting anything truly done because we're exhausted. We need to look at what does true rest mean for us. I often will say I'm quote unquote taking a break and then I will get on Instagram and that's just more input into my senses. I would be better off laying down and closing my eyes or I would be better off taking a walk in nature or I would be better off taking a shower. Like there is a way that I need to rest that allows my system to reset. And so often technology actually does not help us with that, even though it can feel like a quote-unquote break. So we need to look at what does our body need to rest? What does that really look like? Trisha Hersey founded the Nap Ministry. You can find her on Instagram. She has a blog. There's Patreon so you can support her work. One of her taglines is rest as resistance. So sometimes we can't find it in ourselves. We don't have enough compassion for ourselves to rest. We can't say, oh, my body's tired, I need to rest. But if we see it as, oh, like when I rest, I am fighting this capitalist system. I am standing up for myself and for others in the face of greed. Sometimes it's easier. Sometimes that can help. So if you can't do it for yourself, maybe you can rest for others. So like I said, when this feeling of overwhelm arises, we take it apart. We notice what's happening with the actual tasks in front of us. What's our mind doing about it? What's happening in our body? And then we look at, okay, how can I take care of my body? How can I get some rest? so that then I can combat these thoughts in my mind. So then I can challenge and be curious and get interested and and reprioritize these tasks in a way that works for me and my system better. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.